My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at Trinity. Welcome to our daily podcast. We're so glad, thankful to have you join us. I'm going to read a very brief passage from Matthew 4 and then say a prayer, and then we will jump in and try to see what the Lord would have us to see in the Word. But first, I want to mourn with you. Today is May 1st, and this would have been the beginning of our spring retreat up in Sharp Top. Each year, our church gathers in mass in the mountains across three locations and we worship and we hang out outside and we spend time with one another and this year we're not able to do that and it hurts my heart we will gather again church we we will come together again that day is just not today but i want you to know i'm thinking about you and sorely dearly missing you all uh, as i think about what would have been tonight sitting up at sharp top with marshmallows and having a good time Alas, let's read Matthew 4, verse 12. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the lake in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for Jesus. God, we thank you that Jesus has something to show us. He has something to say to us about how we ought to respond when we endure pain circumstantially, when we're facing seasons of change and transition. So help us to see today, Lord, what we can see as all of us in one way or another. We're all facing seasons of pain and transition. So Lord, we want to follow Jesus. Help us to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. This passage actually, as I alluded to in that prayer, it speaks to us of the way Jesus responded to personal pain and hurt uh, and how personal pain and hurt in Jesus' life actually Uh, opened up the door to a season of change and transition. And I believe that the same opportunity is in front of each and every one of us. We are all uh, facing uh, pain and hurt right now. Uh, The loss of lots of things that we'd taken for granted a couple of months ago. I believe that in that hurt, there's always an invitation. So we're going to look at Jesus's movements here, frankly, in a passage that would be an easy one for us to overlook. Uh, These words about moving house and withdrawing, quoting Old Testament scripture, they don't seem to say very much, but I think that to, to skip them, to not pay attention to them is actually to miss something really important. So we're just going to slow down and look at what what's here in front of us, because I think there actually is something here for you and for me. There are three things, I think, in this passage that are greatly significant. Jesus's ministry is about to begin But the events that catalyze this change are really painful in Jesus's life. And this is often the case in my own life that negative events serve as a kind of catalyst to move me into new territory. This is likely going to be the story many of us will look back on and see that whatever disruption and upheaval with COVID-19, many of us will see that there were invitations in this season of pain, invitations to grow, to ultimately move into new territory but you have to make the most of the time in front of you if you're to take those opportunities and make the most of them. So let's look at Jesus and see if we can follow him. Number one, I want to say this about the passage. Painful circumstances are always, 
always an invitation to retreat and reflect. I'm going to say that again. Painful circumstances are always an invitation to retreat and reflect. When Jesus hears of the loss of his cousin, his beloved cousin, John the Baptizer, he withdraws, he retreats. He does not immediately busy himself with work. He retreats in order to reflect and to grieve. And we see that in some of the other gospels that Jesus actually spends time alone when he hears about his cousin's arrest. And John is now in prison and he will not be freed from prison. John will soon lose his head. He'll die a martyr's death. And Jesus allows the moment of pain, the loss of his cousin to be what it is, a time of profound pain and loss. And Jesus honors that moment by spending time retreating, withdrawing. He honors it. He doesn't busy himself. He doesn't rush through. He doesn't distract himself. He doesn't minimize what it is. He, he makes the most of the moment. He explores it, works through it with his father. And this leads me to something that I've experienced over and over again in my own life. And as a pastor, I see it a lot in my own work. Unexplored hurt and pain, unexamined pain inevitably repeats itself. And so there's always an invitation in our pain. And the invitation is not to quickly heal it or fix it. It's not to rush through it or pretend like it's not a real thing. The invitation is to retreat and withdraw and reflect. We've been saying this a lot in our podcast that the Lord's call on each and every one of us is that we would learn how to be reflective men and women. But our world pushes us into reactive spaces not reflective spaces. Jesus is a reflective savior. So he gets off by himself and he reflects. And I would say to you today, all of us in one way or another are facing hurt and pain. And if you don't tend to it, you will repeat the negative byproducts and circumstances of that pain throughout your life. But if we honor the moment, if we reflect it, if we explore it and examine it, there's a kind of healing that comes there. In his book, A Grief Observed, C.S. Lewis, writing shortly after the death of his beloved wife, Joy Davidson, said that grief is like a cup of hot tea, that if you try to drink it too fast, it'll scald you, it'll burn you, you'll taste less, you'll feel bad. But if you drink it slowly, deliberately, there's a kind of comfort in the grief. Jesus drinks it deliberately, and I think he calls us to Painful circumstances are an invitation to retreat and reflect. The second thing we see in this passage is that new seasons always require some form of repositioning. In this text, Jesus actually moves from one place to another place. He makes his home in a new space. He has a different vantage point, literally a different perspective in terms of where he lives. And we're told here that this move fulfilled ancient prophecy, which means this repositioning in Jesus's life as he faced change um, aligned him with the purposes of God. There was a sense of affirmation. Jesus's disruption of the status quo actually puts him in sync with God's best for him. And I believe that there are applications here for us. God calls us when we're facing new moments of difficulty and new moments of opportunity. He calls us to reposition. So what does that look like? It, it could be literal. Um, it could be a physical repositioning. Like if you've been in a season of profound stuckness, you know, it may be an opportunity to change jobs or to move house or to change your atmosphere, your, your scenery, but it could also be attitudinal, you know, a kind of difference or a shift in heart posture. What does it look like for you to reposition yourself, to make room and space for change, to respond to it? 
Sometimes we can't change where we are, but we can change how we are in the circumstance. Like for instance, you're stuck right now, most likely where you live. Now is not the time to look for new jobs or new apartments for the most part, but we can change how we are in the circumstances we find ourselves in. One thing I know is this, in seasons of change, some form of repositioning of a fresh, renewed perspective is uh, invaluable to us because this repositioning helps get us unstuck. It provides us with a fresh vantage point. So as you consider change, how might the Lord be inviting you to reposition yourself so as to have a fresh perspective? This leads us to the last thing. New seasons require renewed clarity about emerging purpose. After a time of retreat and repositioning, Jesus preaches a very clear message. He says, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He did not muddle through change as many of us tend to do. I believe that much of this clarity in Jesus's message, that very precise sentence was aided by the prior two steps. Number one, he retreated to process. And number two, he repositioned himself for fresh perspective and to demonstrate alignment to a greater purpose. Those two things, retreat and repositioning, they facilitated the emergence of clarity. One of the things that we all crave is clarity. We want to see things and say things that are crystal clear and true. Well, I don't believe we become clear either in our thinking or our communication until we learn how to retreat and reflect and we experience repositioning, a kind of renewed vantage point. Once those things happen, I think clarity follows. It's a byproduct of a life that is reflective and aligned. Now, Jesus is Jesus, so it'd be tempting to say, well, he probably would have been fine either way. And I would agree with you on that front. But you and me, if we don't heed seasons of change and honor seasons of pain, we will not be okay. Unlike Jesus, we tend to miss the mark. So I believe that now is an opportunity for you and me to be reflective people so that we might step into whatever it is that's going to come next and step into it clearly, emphatically, and confidently. God bless you. Go in peace. Father, we ask you to give us the grace to walk into our day. Lord, we would have been gathering together at Sharp Top, many of us, but here we are spread across our city and some further afield than that. We ask for your grace to find us right where we are and help us to navigate the days that are in front of us with grace so that we can live into your future, step into whatever's next, God, knowing that we've been with you. In Jesus' name, amen.